take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. And welcome back to another episode of Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I am Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Please check us out online at couplesynergy.com or on Facebook and Instagram at Couplesynergy. And please subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 20 years. You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of. With the partner they fell in love with. Gene, we were talking about that, right? Create the relationship you always always dreamed of with the partner you fell in love with. And we created that slogan a long time ago. Yep. Right? Right when mm-hmm. we started Couple Synergy. And it rings true today. Yeah. You know, because that's exactly what we are trying to do is is help couples create that relationship they've always dreamed of. And people think that it's not possible. Well, what's the dream? Yeah, what is you know, what is the dream? And there's the longing. Yeah. There's something that is in us as human beings that are wanting connection, wanting to be heard, understood, fulfilled, safe. Yeah. And there's so much pulling against that because the act of being human means we're separate. Mm-hmm. separate from our source, separate from each other. You can never really know what I'm experiencing or feeling. No, ultimately our experience as human beings is being alone mm-hmm. because yeah. we are alone within ourselves. The closest that we can be to another human being is our spouse, is our partner. That right. is the, I should say the potential, right? Right, Because there are a lot of people that don't and a lot of people are very afraid of doing that. Because that relationship allows you to merge physically yeah emotionally mentally and spiritually and that's what we're talking about that's the real dream and it takes a long time we were talking earlier about aging like what do we age we age wine cheese bourbon bourbon Bourbon. yeah and there's something that you can't have in the beginning that takes aging to have and it takes the proper kind of aging because some wines you age them and they turn. Yeah, they can age pretty quickly and then they're not good. Right. right? Yeah. Early ripe, early rot. Yeah. And so what we're talking about about this creation is learning the proper way to handle your relationship, how to feed it, how to nurture it, how to grow it, mm-hmm. how to understand yourself in all those changes and transformations that can happen, and ultimately how to heal through relationship, which allows all that pain and woundedness to finally be released so you can actually merge. And one of the things we were talking about is the impact of your environment Mm -hmm. and how your environment is a huge factor in making those changes in your relationship. We have 
kind of a personal experience <laughs> with with the change of environment. Mm-hmm. You know, we just before recording this podcast, we did a little bit of a Facebook Live and we talked about now being in Western Colorado and having this new environment for ourselves and having to set that up and settle in and recreate the the studio now here. And we have had quite an adjustment, you know, to this new environment as well. Yeah, we really don't understand on a conscious level how things are impacting us. And so when you change very subtle. the lighting, yeah. when you change the color of a room, when you put sound into a room, you know, we've recently started listening to records because records are analog yeah. and they create that perfect sound wave. And you can feel the soul of the music. When you're listening digitally, it feels different and it tunes you differently. It feels too perfect, mm-hmm. actually. You know, because we were Even listening better to better than real life. Right. Just like perfect, no flaws, anything. And, you know, we were listening to both last night. Remember, yeah. we went from digital to analog, uh-huh. the LPs. Mm-hmm. And you can really hear that difference. You know, the LPs, you, you hear that like you're in the room with the people. It's, it's that sound that's just raw. Yeah. And the same thing is true listening to us via this or seeing us on YouTube, which when we see ourselves on the camera, we look different than we do sitting next to each other. Yeah. There's much more shadows and colors and stuff. And on here, it it tries to fix it or clean it up. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we experience most of our interactions virtually. And so we have a very False sense. I mean, sometimes you're watching like, I don't know how many D's you got on TV now, but it looks so much better than real life. And you're like, it's not even... How many D's? 4G, oh, K's. 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 (laughs) (laughs) One of those letters. I don't really speak letters and numbers. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, wow, that looks so much better. Mm. I'll take a picture on my phone and it looks better than what we're actually seeing. Like ultra high definition. Yeah. Yeah. But nothing really captures being in a new environment mm-hmm. and and being in a new environment can impact you personally you know as as we're talking about it's very subtly it's subconsciously and it can impact your relationship too and how you guys connect with each other and if you find yourself in a very chaotic environment you find yourself in an environment where there's a lot of anger or a lot of negativity then it is going to permeate into yourself and it's going to permeate into your marriage, into your relationship. And it's going to affect the way that you guys connect with each other. In fact, it'll probably contribute to disconnecting even more. When we lived in our house in Illinois, we had sort of this set routine of how our affection was first thing in the morning, Mm -hmm. um, how we had our coffee, how we started our day. And then we dismantled all of that. We moved out here. And it's different. The weather is different. Yeah. The humidity is different. The The scenery for sure is different. Oh, yeah. Here, here's a, <laughs> this is a, a camera just set right here, you know, out the window here. You can take a look at uh, our backyard here. So look at that environment. I mean, we're sitting behind a screen or a screen is behind us. Yeah. And if we look out the window, that's actually what we see every day. Yeah. It looks like, uh, 
a backdrop. It you does. know, this looks more fake. Like fake There's not backdrop. even a car going by right now. So right, we'll have that's to wait right. till a car goes by so it looks like it's yeah, real. so that it's live, right? <laughs> no, trust us, this is actual live footage right now. Yeah. Well, it's not live. I guess you know if you're watching this recording, it was pre-recorded. But no, this this is our our backyard there now. So and if you go yeah. on our Facebook page, you'll see different pictures of that exact same scenery that it changes all the time. It's really beautiful. Yeah. It's a very different way of living. I mean, obviously when we looked out in Illinois, we saw many more houses and people and mm-hmm. cars and activity and here is quieter and slower and it just changes you. It changes your energy level. It changes your patience and your anxiety. You don't go anywhere quickly here. No. You know? No, you don't. (laughs) Yeah, time moves at a very different pace, you know, when you are in this kind of environment. And, you know, we have had to adjust to that as well. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, now that we are seeing clients, you know, mostly virtually, couples and individuals, it is is very different. You know, we are in our home, we are seeing that, that background every morning, every day, and it slows you down. I mean, that's kind of how I feel. Mm-hmm. I just feel kind of much more You know, we've always been people that paid attention to those things. And so when we created the office environment, mm-hmm. so if you've ever been in my office, I have a salt wall, I had crystals everywhere. I had furniture that was conducive to being therapeutic. I had healing tools in there. And people would just walk in and say, I feel better just being in this room. We know that. And I remember, and it's been a, it's been a while, But one of the things that I would do when I was feeling off, when I knew I was adjusting to something, I would paint literally the walls. I would paint a room. And in our home, I probably painted every room three or four times. For sure. And in some of our offices, the same thing. I would just sort of get this feeling that I needed to reground or something was off and I would paint. And that new color and that rearranging of the furniture that would help me adjust to whatever I was calibrating to. And it's been a long time since I've done that because I feel as though my calibration is done much more internally through meditation, through learning and through creating, you know, because we're creating, writing a book and podcasts and all that kind of stuff that I don't so much feel the need to go and do it in the on the walls. Yeah. Well, I- this room definitely needs to be repainted. It for sure so does. that's, I mean, what's, we, you know, we're we're really getting this this studio down. It's it's uh, in quite a disarray. Talk about environment, but yeah. If you think about nine eleven, if you were alive and around on September eleventh, two thousand one, you could feel it. You could feel the lack of airplanes in the sky. Mm-hmm. You could feel a sense of uncertainty, uneasiness. Yep. Yeah. And the way people interacted changed that day for a couple of days. And then people kind of went back to what they were doing. But that was one of those pivotal moments that everything changed for everyone at, at the same time. Yeah. Sort of like COVID, you know, and some people having not gone back to the way that they lived during pre-COVID, you know, the interactions, the going to work, yeah. the commute, the online stuff, that presence is much greater than it's ever been. That's not going to go away. Actually, we just talked to someone who is still hasn't left the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because they've been working remotely. And so there really isn't any need for them to, to leave the house at all. And Or desire. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, at this point right now, if you've created your routine and 
just being in your home and not really going out and interacting with people, you know, face to face, then it would be quite a change to try to disrupt that. As human beings, we look for and want to create some type of status quo. And it doesn't matter whether that status quo is dysfunctional or painful. We are going to find status quo in that. And that's why people can stay in very toxic relationships for a very long time because that becomes comfortable. And a lot of people don't like that term when we say that you've become comfortable in your, in your life. Acclimated to it. Yeah. But yes, you have, it brings you a, a feeling of familiarity that you don't know anything but that. And in fact, thinking about anything but that is, is actually much more scary. Which is why creating a dream is so important. Yeah. And dreaming of what could be, because when you wake up in the morning, all of your feelings, all of your thoughts, all of your experiences are in the past. And the past starts giving you clues of how to live. The past tells you which way is the bathroom, which way is the kitchen, mm. where is the coffee cups. That's all coming from the past. And when you move into a new place, you have to figure out where am I going to put the coffee cups? Where does this go in relationship to that? How is this going to flow? And it changes us. And it changes us in a way that makes us get more in tune to who we are mm -hmm. and what we want. And we have to decide. You have to decide. I'm unpacking coffee cups. Where am I putting them? When we get complacent. And, and it may change too. Yeah. I mean, what you decide in this moment may change because you haven't created that constancy yet. I mean, I know that we're in that place. Mm -hmm. I mean, we put our coffee cups where they are, but there's also a cabinet on the other side that we have the coffee cups too. So it's kind of like, where is the coffee cup that I want? Well, so, to make that more complicated, uh, yeah, the, wherever we travel, glasses, we buy gonna... coffee mugs. Right. And so in the morning we have to go, do I feel like Iceland today or do I feel like Norway or do yeah. I feel like Colorado or whatever coffee mug that yeah. is around. Right. We're yeah. talking about the initial disruption is very, it's unsettling. It's, it is uncomfortable. And it yeah. takes more energy, which is why we create habits to actually mm. conserve our energy yeah. so that we can get busy on other things. But the more we have created and invented something to help us with our basic survival, the less we struggle, the less we become, the less we create you know, it used to be you had to go and take your clothes down to the river to wash them. And now you can just throw them in the washer and dryer so you don't have the exposure to maybe an animal or another person or weather or, or the something. Elements, yeah. yeah. And we prefer that. We like that because it's easier, get something done that's mundane. But then what do we do at that time? Mm. Yeah. And that's where we are supposed to free ourselves up for creating. But we don't want to <laughs> always participate. And complacency and comfort become death. Struggling growth is stagnation. Life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, stagnation is unhealthy. And we have way too much of that. In fact, I think that's the battle really in life is stagnation versus progression, right? Moving forward. And we have this push-pull within us all the time. And when we change our environment, we cause ourselves to move forward. We cause ourselves to shift and to change because we have no other choice. Right. And, you know, we wanted to talk about this 
this topic of environment, how important the environment is as impact in your relationship with that coincides with how our weekend intensive is set up, right? Well, we just finished filming some of the promo for the weekend intensive, which got us talking about this topic. In, in the new venue. In the new venue. Right. Because we created it for a different venue. And now we have another one. And what we know is that, because we're listening to the testimonies of the people that were on the weekend that was in Michigan, and that's what they were saying about, you know, you're getting out of your comfort zone and you're getting away from your routine. And that routine is telling you how to feel, how to think, how to interact which is known, which is comfort. Mm -hmm. It's just not going anywhere, and it leaves you unfulfilled. And and I think it also reinforces fear. Mm -hmm. You know, the more comfort we have, the more consistency we have, then we are in control. We are in control of our environment. We are not going to be surprised by anything. And it gives us this false sense of safety, I I, I would say, right? right? And then comes the complacency. Because most people do die within a few miles of their home. And so you're not safer closer to home. Yeah. (laughs) It's just a false sense of safety, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And what it steals from you is an opportunity of happiness. Because one thing they know is that people who are happy take risks. Yes. And if you're doing what you've always done... And you feel what you always feel. You'll get and, what you've always gotten. Yep. And you'll know what you're getting yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Only what is the point of getting a participation trophy at the end of your life? Mm, right. I, I don't want to get a participation no. trophy. You know. I want to get an achievement award. Yeah. Yeah. And at least a lot of experiences that we were talking about this the other day when we were in Switzerland. Uh, it was a whiteout the entire time we were there. It was raining or snowing everywhere. We didn't get to see kinda, the Swiss Alps. Kind of like, I mean, it was that like that this morning here. Right. You know, it was a huge storm that kind of went through, and it's just all whiteout cloud. Just, you couldn't even see the mountains at all. But Switzerland was worse. Yeah. <laughs> was really and so, it, so that's how we were talking about because yeah. we're like, oh, it's like Switzerland out mm. there. And I said, you know, we mentioned that more, that experience that was extremely disappointing to know that we were in the Swiss Alps and could not see anything but white on the windows because it was all fog or snow. And, and we were at the top of a mountain, too. <laughs> we were. Yeah. It was so disappointing. We, and we haven't gone back. We still don't know what it looks like there. <laughs> Even though we, we spent like three days there. You it was can, a long time. Uh, oh. So You'd think you were on flat land. It was so bad. <laughs> so bad. Oh. And that experience, we talk about more because it was upsetting and that sticks with you longer mm-hmm. because that's where we grow from. When we are in uncomfortable situations, that's where we can actually tap into our spiritual soul energy yeah, and find out what we're made of. If we're just doing the same thing all the time, we're just in our physical bodies, in our mental bodies, just running a program. It's when we need to create. It's when yeah. we need to react to something that isn't comfortable that really shows us what we're made of which is what we said to the owners of the the new venue you know why we wanted to find a place that was not only comparable to the inn in michigan but even you know steps ahead and we weren't going to go to a a hotel banquet room 
you know, to ever hold any of our weekend intensives because it's it's this paying attention to details is really important in helping couples feel safe enough and feel vulnerable to be able to get down to that place that we call the inner sanctum and be able to create a very safe place to connect with their partner. And you have to pay attention to the environment in order to do that. I mean, if we... If From we, the moment they walk in the door. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Right. I, if to we were holding, you know, weekend intensive in a very busy hotel banquet room in Manhattan and there are sirens and, you know, people walking around, and everything, there's no possible way that you would be able mm-hmm. to be vulnerable enough and open up and connect at that depth that we are looking to help couples get to. And, and that is one of the huge factors that we pay attention to when we are creating our, our weekend intensives. Yeah, you can't meditate in a burning building. <laughs> right? No. Like, oh, just give me one more minute. I'll find my space. Because you're worried about other things. And yeah. when you're in an environment that bombards you, and most environments do bombard us with visual and audio and smells and temperatures so that's another thing you don't get virtually you don't know what you don't know what the temperature is in the room we're in right now you don't know what it smells like in here or you know the other sounds that are around that you can't see Mm -hmm. and it's just a very one or two dimensional type of experience versus being able to create the right lighting that soothes your nervous system and sounds that also soothe your nervous system so you can go ah. yeah and yeah. now your brain will release mm-hmm. memories and feelings and openness and connection and stop being like bracing all the time mm-hmm. <clears throat> being rigid and bracing and that's being on alert that's kind of like you know the majority of, of people in the Chicagoland area, just from our, our our experience, you know, just the comparison is like you're, you're always bracing for something, you know, something more, something else. And, you know, we definitely have felt that. We definitely have had that that experience and the adjustment period of being able to just, just let go and, and open up, right? One of the really noticeable things to me is we were always trying to get away from people. Mm. When we were in Chicago, like, where yeah. can we go that no one's going to be? Let's go hike to a mountaintop. Well, there's no mountaintops in Chicago. But but here, but here, yeah, we might be home working and not see other people for even a couple days. And so when we do run into neighbors or we go out, we seek company yeah, as opposed to try to get away from it. And it's I think it's all about the balance, right? The balance of how much is enough, how much is not enough. And most couples have way too much, way too much things on their schedule, Yeah, things yeah. their kids need, things their boss wants, all the busyness of life that there's no place to just, oh, we've been sitting for a while. Maybe we need to move. You know, I was thinking about driving the other day because we went into town and, you know, there's a large stretch of land where there is no radio signal. So we don't, we don't have anything playing. I mean, I, you know, we could 
probably stream something or have something recorded that we could play, but we don't. And so we are driving in silence and we'll talk, but sometimes we won't. And then I was thinking there was a time where driving was like that all the time. Yeah. Where you would not be contacted. You couldn't be contacted by anyone Mm-mm. from the point that you left to the, your destination. And during that period of time, maybe you would listen to the radio. Maybe you wouldn't. Maybe you listen to, you know, whatever. And a cassette tape. <laughs> a cassette <laughs> tape, right. You know, a cassette tape. <laughs> but you would have this time, this uninterrupted time to really think about things. Reflection. And have reflection. And we don't have any of that. We didn't. We do now. But I'm saying as yeah. as a society, mm-hmm. right? That that time to contemplate. Most people don't. They don't take that time. And mm-hmm. you know, they think that personal time is, you know, going to the gym and working out or personal time is running errands. You know, personal time is sitting in the in the bathroom, locking the door with the kids banging on the door. That's it's not. And we are just starving for it. We're starving for that that time and the environment to be able to just unwind, right? When, to just deflate. When we were growing up in Illinois, maybe for me, maybe it had even changed when you were a kid. So I'm a little bit older than you. But stores were closed on Sundays. Stores were closed on Sundays. And you didn't go anywhere on Sundays because nothing was open. So Mm. you gathered at home, maybe had people over. We went to church for sure. And it's that way here. Stores are closed on Sundays in Colorado. And so there's nowhere to go on a Sunday. And so you have, that's why today is Sunday and we're working because... (laughs) tomorrow we can go do something you know so might as well take this time and work because nothing's open and it does it gives you that environmental time Mm. that it forces you to say no reason to go to town today because nothing's going to be open so might as well wait and go a different day and it's a slower pace of life and sometimes you'll go to town and that store won't be open and it might be a Tuesday at three o'clock but they're like oh well we're closed today because so-and-so is going to a party or had to go to the, di- the dentist or something and yeah. they'll just close and there right. isn't like this desperate need of i need coverage i need to be open i need to be reliable i need to do that and somehow it all kind of happens and it all kind of works and it's a slower way of life but the only thing that doesn't happen are the unimportant things the unimportant things go away because there's no there's just minutia around something that if it's important enough it's going to happen Gabe, who um, with Mindflix Films, and I'm just shameless plug here for them, they do some awesome work. They came out and they were helping us shoot our promos and, and everything for the weekend intensives for next year. And in having a conversation with him, one of the things he had, he had asked was, you're not promoting going back to the way things were. All the stores should close on Sundays and people should not have technology, you know. And and we said no. That's we're not promoting that we need to go back into you know, the pilgrim times or whatever that is. No, we you know what we're what we're really promoting here is finding a balance in your life, hygiene, and and hygiene, right? Proper and appropriate hygiene 
Which we didn't need. Which we didn't need before. Mm-hmm. And now we do because things have become so out of balance. And things that were supposed to help us and free up our time, you know, you're talking about a washing machine versus going down to the river with a washboard, right? So it was supposed to free up your time. And what do you do with that time? Well, unfortunately, as human beings, we're always looking to fill the time. The universe abhors a vacuum, that's the saying, and that that means that if there's a space, the universe is going to fill it. And we tend to do that. We tend to say, oh, I have some I have some extra time now. So that means I can, you know, do this or I can do that. And now it's just a life of busy work. What isn't important is that meditation and contemplation time. We don't find that to be as important as getting something done. Right. If you were living organically, you would have to probably spend some time out in nature to hunt, to gather food. You'd probably spend a lot of calories just getting the food. And, you know, whether you're gathering something or whether you're hunting something, there's a lot of physical activity involved in that. Mm-hmm. And so now we just... And with no guarantee, by the way. With, yeah, you, right. may, you may start. You may not get anything, <laughs> right? And so if you do, though, you've You've used calories, you've strengthened your body, and now you're feeding it, and then you go back into that process. So now we go to the grocery store, and it's always there. We find it, it's there, and we can consume whatever we feel like, which sometimes we overconsume a little bit. A lot of us. Oh, I'm raising my hand. (laughs) And so then we have to go join a health club in order to go work it off because the natural process is gone. Right. And the same thing is true with our busyness, our technology, our, our mind. You know, we're really good at training our children to develop their intellect, mm. but not so good at training them to develop their creativity, Yeah. which is our spirituality or their uh, emotional regulation. Because emotional regulation, which... I learned a lot about that being in basic training. And in basic training, if you wanted to emote, which is usually anger because they're pushing you towards that, then you got something worse that happened to you. (laughs) And it didn't just happen to you, it happened to everybody around you. So if one person was angry, they're like, great, we're going to stay here another hour and do push-ups or clean the floor or whatever it is that they were having you do that was mundane because what they were teaching was emotional regulation. Because if you were in a situation and you were upset by something and you gave away your position, it could be life Mm -hmm. and death. Mm -hmm. And so you had to learn and and you go in and it is a form of meditation, which I know now that I meditate and you go in and you have to entertain yourself in your mind. And you you probably did this as a kid. You daydreamed. Mm. And you thought about the the future. And you thought about really cool stuff. And now when we think, we think a lot of crap. We think, I shouldn't have done this. Or I shouldn't do that. Or why isn't my life this way? And why did this happen to me? And instead of creating a future and having enough space to Mm -hmm. process the, the yucky stuff and then open up to the new, we just stay stuck in that. And then more stuff happens. And then, we, of course, we fill our brains up with other things like our shows that we still have to process all that, too. So that's the hygiene we're talking about. Where is that balance? Mm-hmm. 
And we've never been faced like that. Where you allow time for you, right? And not for everybody else. And most of the time, we're filling up that time with everybody else. You know, everyone else's opinions on social media, everyone, all the news, like everything that's going on around the entire world. And you're not even focused on what's happening in the moment in your personal space. And that's in, in here, right up in here, right? So there's limited real estate up here. And you don't want anything else to, to occupy all that real estate. So th- this, this taking time, right, and, and being in the right environment. Create a space in your home. Yeah. A space in your home that is electronic-free, that is lit by candles, hmm. that you, is... You, you prefer oil lamps. Well, they last longer than as messy. Control the sound of it. Hmm. Control the the fabrics or what you're touching in the room. Put things in there that are beautiful, that make you feel good. And use that as your place of rejuvenation. I heard a quote talking about what you were talking about before. You're not who you think you are. Mm. And you're not who other people think you are. Mm. You are what you think other people think you are. Yeah. It's such an illusion. It's such an illusion. Diagram that on the board there. (laughs) So, and we have so much more time. We are in our heads guessing what other people think about us. For sure. And we're wrong. They're not thinking about us. Yeah. They're thinking about what you're thinking about. <laughs> yeah. They're thinking about themselves, right? Yeah. That's how we are as people. And, and it kind of circled back to what we were talking about in the beginning is that we ultimately are alone in this experience in life. And if you take this concept of the environment and you bring it into your relationship, you know, there was a time in our relationship where we wanted more intimacy. So we changed the pictures in our room mm. to show more couples or more pictures of us and really more pictures of us we didn't connecting have other and, well there was, one, there was one painting yeah. and there's some mm. couples statues oh yeah okay of couples embracing and stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and so like when you walked in that room you knew that was a place of affection and intimacy and closeness and connection yeah it wasn't just pretty it was geared towards a feeling we wanted to it, have. it was it was personalized to us mm-hmm. right we weren't looking to you know, mimic something in, in better homes and gardens right. and some, something appropriate. Yeah. No, this is, you <laughs> what know, what Falca does. And, and we've always got that kind of feedback from people that have been to our home. It's, it's that it is personalized to us. It's mm-hmm. not something that's cookie cutter. Mm-mm. And our offices mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So, you know, we were also talking about that a lot of times we hear from couples that they want to go back and they want to feel what they felt. In like the beginning of the, the relationship, beginning. yeah. And I was thinking, but you don't behave that way. No. In the beginning, you had time to take long baths and smell good and look cute. And then when you were in front of your person, you looked at them. You think about how often you look at your partner. Mm. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, all the time, right? Yeah. We would just stare at each other for hours. Right. Sounds kind of creepy. But, <laughs> but for, you know, we would look at each other's eyes and we would come and I'll look at your eyes. Are yeah. your chocolate, mine were caramel. Remember, we used to talk like that. Right. And you're touching each other more and you're, you're present. You're not distracted. 
And we think we can have that level of connection. Yeah, and we made the environment resonate to that too. Yeah, yeah. Right. You turn on an oil lamp and you turn off the lights, all of a sudden the room goes from being the whole room to being like you're sitting around a campfire. And so you're not distracted so much. And now we got screens and Mm -hmm. sounds and alarm clocks and watches going off and everything to distract us. And so that's what we're talking about, the environment. Pay attention. And it is subtle things. And they are for good reasons. Yeah. Right? I've got to know where my kids are, whatever it is. But where is the space to nurture and love your partner? Well, one of the things we talk about, speaking of environment, you know, with the couples that we're working with, one of the things we suggest to them is they redesign their bedroom Mm -hmm. and go repaint the walls together. Go in, move in a color the furniture that's, around. That's ours. Yes. Not hers, yeah. not his. Yeah. Ours. Change it up. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if Get new your sheets. I mean your bedroom is supposed to be your sanctuary. And if the bedroom doesn't resonate with what you want to create together, then you're not going to create it. And you're just constantly going to be, you know, filled with the thoughts and opinions of other people and everything else that needs to get done. A lot, of, a lot of times the couples have worked on their entire house and changed everything in the entire house, but their bedroom is not renovated. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like because the last Because no one room. else goes in there, so they don't... Right, they don't have to... No one's going to see it. ...do anything about it. But no, that's the first place that you have to do. You first place you have to change. Because that's where you sleep every night. That's where you are supposed to be connecting with your partner every single night and every morning. And if it doesn't resonate with what you both want to create, you're not going to create it. So here's a fun thing you can do. Get some candles or an oil lamp and sit in your bedroom with your partner Hmm. by candlelight and talk about what it feels like in the room. And then talk about what you'd like it to feel like and how could you create that? How could you create the sanctuary, which is the external expression of the sanctum? Mm. And the sanctum is the internal space that is reserved for you and your partner and your spirituality, which we talk about in the home study course. And if you could really create a, a wonderful environment that was filled with what you wanted to feel with your partner... That's a great place to start. Have that conversation. So if you want to learn more about the weekend intensive, just stay tuned because on our website, we are going to be uh, putting out the new details and everything about the new place and uh, where we're going to be hosting it. And follow us, our group, yeah, Couple um, Synergy so Community. A lot of you are on Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean, the, the Facebook page, but we also have a private group called Couple Synergy Community, and you can request that, you know, join that. That is where we're also going to be updating a lot of the information about upcoming programs and upcoming things we've got a lot a lot of irons in the fire here that's mm-hmm. going to be coming up um, for the for the end of this year and next year and next year so we want to thank you for joining us today on couple synergy our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships and this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you our listeners for all of you listening please let us know how you enjoyed the show if you have any questions comments or topic suggestions 
please email us at contact at couplessynergy.com. For more information about Couples Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, the Home Study Course, the Couples Weekend Intensive, and our premier coaching program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplessynergy.com. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez. 